Welcome to Finding Wilder, the podcast. I am your host, Michaela Jean. Thank you so much for being here. I am an intuitive life coach, a spiritual mentor, and a writer. I am passionate about channeling art into this world and sharing stories of those living interesting lives here on planet Earth. I believe we are all so wild in our own ways, and I absolutely adore sharing stories of people following their intuition and living lives that they truly dreamt of and have brought into reality. I am the author of two books, Finding Wilder and Wilder Daily. I offer one-on-one intuitive coaching, and I have new workshops coming soon. You can find out more on my website, michaelajean.com, M-I-C-A-Y-L-A-J-E-A-N.com, or find me on Instagram at michaela.jean. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Finding Wilder. I'm Michaela Jean and today I have what I think is a fun episode. I'm going to talk about five life-changing moments in my life and there's many of them, don't get me wrong. So I didn't title this the five most life-changing moments in my life because I don't know, that feels nearly impossible to really narrow down to which moments in our life are the most (laughs) life-changing because let's be real they're all pretty life-changing every moment we live is a life-changing experience so the first life-changing moment in my 32 years of existence was when I moved to Colorado. Seems like such classic 21-year-old life-changing move, but bear with me. So 21-year-old Michaela, before the thought of moving to the mountains of Colorado was even an inkling of an idea in her mind, This version of me had just graduated from college with a dual degree in nutrition and eco-gastronomy, which, to keep it short and sweet, is kind of like food sustainability and good, clean, fair food production. Knowing where our food comes from, I was passionate about food being the epitome of our existence, how it can bring joy into our lives, it can create community. I studied in Europe for a while where we would walk a mile or so to our school every morning through the brisk Italian cold (laughs) through farmlands and it was truly beautiful. This was probably one of the first expansive moments in my life when it came to traveling alone, quote unquote alone. I was with my peers, but you know, away from family and exploring another part of the world. This was a really expansive time for me to see the world and to be a bit more independent. 
but I was also learning some pretty cool stuff. I was learning about the production of food in a new country and how vastly different it seemed to be from the United States, but this is a tangent and we will save this for another day. So I had just graduated college with a dual degree in nutrition and eco-gastronomy and a minor in sociology. My biggest passion in life was writing, but I did not major in any kind of writing degree because I got scared. I listened to the people that said journalism was dying and that I would never be able to make a career as a writer. So I chose nutrition from the arts and the creativity right on over to the most sciences of science, chemistry classes, anatomy classes. I think my heart just really wanted to be writing. I would do a little creative writing course here and there and, you know, I journaled probably, <laughs> but this version of me did in some ways appreciate and find enjoyment in the challenge that was learning sciences when I was truly such a little creative, intuitive being at the time, but didn't truly know it or understand it. But this part of me that loved sociology loved just reading and listening and lectures and hearing these different perspectives on why our society is the way that it is, why people do the things that they do. I thought that was so fascinating. And I did this end of the year capstone type project where we put together a book, which I loved the writing part of that. I realized how easily writing came to me. I was also the kind of person in college, let me know what you were like, but I was the kind of person who would put off a five page essay for a 9am class until the morning it was due and I would wake up at 5am and write the whole thing and get an A on it. I really thrived in the last minute pressures on, don't think about it, just let the words flow through you. That was kind of where I thrived in school. And I actually did terribly on, this is such a tangent now, but I did terribly on my SATs and ACT scores in high school, like getting ready for college, but I got a perfect score on the writing portion. I wrote about Britney Spears. Um, but again, that's a story for another day as well. So here I am. 21, just graduated from college, living on my own with a couple girls in the town over from where I went to school. And for the first time in my life, I realized that I was just like not okay. For the last almost two decades of my life, like many of the people around me, I had been living in structure that was created for me for the most part, right? For the last two decades, I had only known school, 
and having to be places at a certain time, having to be at classes or sporting events or lectures or the gym or different programs or clubs that I was a part of or leading. I only knew how to be at places at the time that I was supposed to. Structure was created for me. And of course, I could rebel if I wanted to and not do those things, but I didn't realize how much I thrived in structure. I would do whatever it took to get the things done in order to be where I needed to be. There were seasons of my life in college where I was staying up until two or three in the morning and then I would wake up to go work at a golf course at 6 a.m. And then I would go to a winery job at 8 p.m. And then I would go to my 8 a.m. classes in the next morning and it was, it didn't stop. And somehow I was going to the gym and going to the dining hall and leading the nutrition association and being a part of different clubs and events and experiences all over campus. And when I graduated, it was like, you know, when you're running, you're on a run, you're running and you're running and you're running. And then all of a sudden you stop. Maybe there's a stoplight or a train or a car passing and you need to stop. And you just stop and maybe your headphones switch to the next song. And for a moment, like all you can hear is your own heartbeat. Like, all you can feel is your own heartbeat. But then whatever passes and you start running again and the next song song comes on and all is well. You don't have to feel your own shit anymore. (laughs) But college, graduating from college was the first time in my life where all of a sudden I stopped and I could feel my own heartbeat And it was all I could hear and all I could feel. But it just stayed like that. Like there was no other distractions other than going out to bars with friends and anxiously looking for jobs. But I had no idea what I wanted to do for work. I was 21 years old, had felt like I had no desire, but also I just didn't feel like it was right for me to sit across from anybody and say, this is how you should eat. This is how you should exercise. This is how you should live your life. I had zero pure solo life experience figuring life out on my own. So why the hell did I think, or why the hell did anyone think that I had the skill set to tell anybody how to do anything. So there was no part of me that felt excited or, to be honest, worthy of getting any kind of a job relating to nutrition. So I would apply for all sorts of random jobs from selling wine. to working at a taco restaurant, to working at a farmer's market. 
so many jobs, so many random jobs. And I eventually hit a point where I realized that for so much of my life, I'd been numbing anxieties. I'd been numbing emotions that I didn't want to feel. I'd been numbing with creating relationships in my life that validated me in some way. I'd been numbing by drinking or partying or trying to be funny or the center of attention or numbing by getting a good grade here and there or just doing a good job, you know, a good job. (laughs) And I was holding toxic relationships, friendships, romantic relationships. And it finally all started to hit me. And I remember this day so clearly still. I was driving home to the apartment that I was living in. And all of a sudden, I just didn't want to be here anymore. I just could not figure out the point. I didn't understand it. All of my purpose felt like it had been stripped away from me. And it was raining and it was just one of those days where it was like, like, why am I here? What am I doing here? And to spare you the details of some hard personal thoughts that I went through, the thing that finally clicked for me was that I needed to change the environment that I was in. That I needed to put myself radically out of my comfort zone. That I needed to, in some sense, begin again. But I wasn't quite sure how or what that looked like. And I knew the panic attacks that I was having were... I didn't know how to properly communicate it or understand it. But I knew in some way the panic attacks that I was having were a clue, a clue that I was out of alignment in some way. And at 21, I wasn't articulating it this way, but I had this inner feeling that I just needed to get out of where I was. And long story short, I took a brief period at my parents' house, allowed myself to receive the support that I needed in that way, grabbed a random bartending job with a friend for a couple months. And throughout those couple of months, I saved a little bit of money. And what I now understand to be intuitive pings were happening at the time all about Colorado. Everything was about Colorado. The word would just bing into my head. Colorado, Colorado. And I was like, what? I've... I don't even really know if I've ever been to Colorado, like what's in Colorado, but it would come up randomly in conversations. A friend, a mom's friend would bring it up. When are you going to go visit so-and-so in Colorado? I'm like, Colorado? Random person from high school would pop up who was living in Colorado. It just, it just kind of kept popping up anywhere and everywhere. And then I just decided 
One day I just decided, I told my parents I'm moving to Colorado. What, Michaela? <laughs> With who? <laughs> Myself. I am buying a car, I am finding a roommate on Craigslist, and I am moving to Colorado by myself. And maybe you're like me and maybe you're not, but I've done a lot of things in my life that confuse people around me because I don't have a why. There's no job bringing me out there. There's no friend bringing me out there. There's, there's no real substantial why. But there's this deep inner knowing. There's this deep pull. And it can be challenging sometimes to follow these pings and these pulls that we have guided by our intuition, especially when people in our lives are trying to convince us that it's not the right move for us or when people in our lives are scared so they're projecting their own fear onto us. It can be tough sometimes to follow through. But this pull was so strong that I did not care what anybody had to say. I didn't care if I didn't have a substantial amount of money in my bank account. I knew I'd make it work. I didn't care if I showed up and absolutely hated where I was. I'd figure it out. I didn't care if I found a weird roommate on Craigslist. I'd figure it out when I got there. I just didn't care about any of the, but what about this? Or the fears or the questions. I didn't care about any of it. I had no fear. I had a deep knowing. And I recruited a friend to drive out with me and we had an amazing journey. And she dropped me off in what was a beautiful ski town. I had no idea I was moving to a ski town. Thank goodness I brought my 12-year-old skis, which I immediately replaced when I got there, when the snow started falling. But I got there. My roommate from Craigslist worked out. She was great. I was living amongst pine trees overlooking mountains. I had no job and I didn't care. I had no friends and I didn't care. I just did what lit me up from day to day. I wasn't looking for anything. I was just being. And being in my curiosity and being in my joy. And that being and that listening and that following and that curiosity led me to a farmer's market in a town over one day. And that farmer's market led me to enjoying live music and the beauty of a new place and beautiful clouds and mountains and quartz crystals and delicious food. And I remember this chocolate vendor caught my eye. Who doesn't wander over to the chocolate guy? And I was tasting some chocolate and just start end up chatting up with this guy. And he's also originally from New Hampshire, where I'm from. And we're just chatting. And I told him I just moved here. And all, he's just like, you need a job? And I was like, I mean, I hadn't really thought too hard about it. But yeah, I guess you're right. I'll eventually need a job. He wrote down the name of a place and the owner's name, or maybe he just told me and I remembered. And he said, stop by, let him know that 
Cliff mentioned to swing by. And I said, okay, didn't really think twice of it. A couple of days pass and I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe a job would be a good idea. And I walk into this cafe and there's a woman standing there and I ask her if she's the person I'm going to see the owner and she says no, but she goes and gets her for me and the owner comes around. She said, you're Michaela. I've been waiting for you to come in. And she hired me on the spot. And the first woman that I saw when I had originally walked in the door turned out to be my best friend living out there and my eventual next roommate. And things just started to fall into place as they do when we're not forcing and we're not trying too hard and we're not living in fear but we're living in our truth and we're listening to our intuition and we're just being in the moment. We live in a world that gets so caught up in trying to predict what's going to happen next and trying to protect ourselves from potential anxieties or living in fear because we think it's a protective mechanism. When so much of the time, those anxieties and those fears are really just teaching us to go inward and to get clear on what is out of balance in our life. And then when we get clear on what is out of balance in our life, we take any step in a direction, any step takes us to a place in which we can begin to gain clarity and we can begin to feel a little more certain in what it is we need. If I had stayed in that apartment where I was having the anxiety attacks and the panic attacks and I was feeling scared and uncertain all of the time, knowing deep inside of me that is it wasn't where I was supposed to be. If I had stayed there, who's to say what would have happened? But by removing myself from that situation and giving myself a period to just try something new. I also had gotten into yoga at that time that I had the bartending job with a friend and it was the first time my mind was distracted doing something new, but it was also the first time my mind was learning to be calm. And I was learning to not make all of my thoughts so real and big. I was learning for the first time to witness my thoughts, not as me, but as a separate entity. And it was the combination of those two things and a few others that gave me the right foundation to open up and to start receiving my intuition with more clarity. And it's when my intuition became more clear and obvious that I was able to follow through with an intuitive ping, free of fear and totally in trust.
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Finding Wilder. I hope wherever you are, you have the best dang day, and I hope that we can connect somewhere in the socials. You can find me at my website, MichaelaJean.com, on Instagram, Michaela.Jean, and I hope that we can connect soon, and I hope that you listen next week. Have the best dang day. Love ya. Bye.